0: This is Larica Snippet. Welcome back. My name is Jeffrey Wei. Uh, Today I want to talk about getting healthy as developers. This is obviously um, something we all have to worry about. When you spend one third of your day sleeping, another third of your day sitting in a desk, and the final third of the day exhausted and drained from the previous eight hours, you just kind of sit around, health can become an issue if you're not careful. I used to work remotely for a company called Envato. And uh, once or twice, I traveled to Australia to work in their office. And uh, one thing I was always jealous of was the developers, because they lived in the city, would bicycle into work every morning. I was always somewhat jealous of that, uh, at least in terms of of fitness. Uh, I wouldn't trade my my current situation for just about anything at this point. The ability to see that it's noon and go downstairs and have lunch with my wife uh, and kid I'm not sure I would trade that for any job at this point. But yeah, anyways, if you don't have that luxury, if you are limited to a car, I think you may find, I think most developers might find that this creeps up on you. Maybe not when you're 20, maybe not when you're 22, but uh, as you may know, as you get older, your metabolism or whatever it is inside you slows down a little bit and things that you could get away with when you were 17 years old, you can't get away with when you're 33 years old. All through high school, I didn't think about this at all. I, I guess my metabolism was, was crazy, so I could basically eat or do anything I wanted, and I wouldn't gain weight. And then I hit college, and, and we've all heard about the the freshman 5 or the freshman 15, uh, where you gain a good bit of weight as soon as you're on your own. It's very true. Uh, also, I think there's, there's a bit of a drop, once again, uh, in your metabolism. And then I noticed it again in my mid-20s, and then again in my early 30s, where suddenly you just... You can't get away with things that you did before. And um, it's a bit of a, a sensitive subject, right? So uh, the goal here isn't to, to shame or criticize anyone. If anything, we're, we're talking about me specifically here. I'm shaming myself. Um, if, if we want to be good developers, we have to be mindful of this. Because the more, once again, you're sitting down, you're not addressing your age and in, in your new situation, uh, you're, you're not thinking about your health, you're not setting aside time to work out, it will affect your work. From experience, I noticed it. So last year, it's funny, I'm recording this on July 17th, 2018. Last year, just about to the week was Laracon US 2017. I traveled to speak uh, at that event. And while I was at the hotel, you know, when you're speaking, at least at least in my situation, there's always a bit of nerves. So often when I will do the morning that I give the presentation is before I leave the hotel, I will do a pretty hard workout. Uh, not for the exercise, but mostly just to get rid of the jitters, right? To really wear yourself out. Uh, I found it to be very beneficial. But anyways, that day uh, when I was working out, I glanced uh, somewhat unknowingly at myself in the mirror and I kind of saw myself from a different view, almost like a a non-presented view where you're, you know, how you normally look at yourself in the mirror and you you, you put your best foot forward, uh, when you see yourself without doing that kind of preparation, I noticed my neckline had really changed over the years. And this kind of scared me, to be honest. We all have sort of an internal idea of what we look like. But I caught a view of myself not knowing for a half second that it was me. I wasn't, I wasn't happy, to be frank. I really noticed my jawline had changed and when people gain weight, of course, it goes to all different parts of you, right? Uh, in this case, the weight I had gained had started to go to my jawline, and it scared me because I didn't look like myself anymore. And that day, uh, I'm not sure why that was the catalyst. Uh, the, there's always something, right? Whenever you make a big change in your life, there's, there's usually some moment where you say, no more, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. We are, we are course correcting now right and it's it's hard because you have to get to that point before you you make the switch otherwise you can go on a diet you can go run a few times but it's not going to stick it's almost like you have to get to that point where you say i'm done i'm fixing this no matter what you have to get into that mindset another area where i hear about this a lot is finance if you're deep in debt and you want to get out of it and you want to dig yourself out it's not enough to just pay, pay the double uh, monthly payment on your credit card. It's not enough. You have to get to this point where you say, we're done. We're getting rid of this debt, no matter what, starting now. And usually it means you're, you're not going out to dinner anymore. You're not buying uh, any small toys. You're not getting a coffee when you go out. You're putting every extra cent you have onto this debt. And it could take you years, but you're going to do it right? Again, it's that idea you have to, you almost have to hit, it's not rock bottom, but your your own rock bottom where you say, I'm done. We're not doing this anymore. We're fixing the problem. So that's what happened at Laracon uh, 2017. The fact that it was around Laracon, maybe just coincidence. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit more vanity when you're going to be surrounded by uh, hundreds of people. Uh, I don't know. Either way, that was a day where I decided, okay, I'm going to start working out. So that day, I weighed uh, 173. I'm fairly short. I'm about 5'9". I like to say I'm five eleven, but I measured myself the other day, and depressingly, I was five nine and a half. Anyway, so then I weighed about 173 pounds. Today I checked, and I weigh exactly 150 pounds. So we're talking about a 23, 24 pound difference over the course of a year, which may or may not sound like a lot, but I can tell you it it has had a drastic effect on every part of my life, from how I feel, to my confidence, to my work, to my clarity when I'm trying to think. It's the weirdest thing, but, but trying to get fit and exercising has made me, in the strangest way, a better developer. I can't, it's hard to explain how it somehow has improved my clarity, but, but it very much has. Now, I want to talk about uh, the way I did this. And what I've learned, because I promise you can apply this if you're in a similar boat whatsoever. I promise you can apply this. I have been amazed the last month. I keep laughing to my wife because the weight kept coming off in the last two months. And I think i had been tricked into thinking for so long that if that weight goes on, it's just kind of how it is. You know, we get older, we gain weight, it becomes infinitely harder to lose the weight. And that's just how it is. And once I... I just took a basic mathematical approach to it. I've been shocked how every single week, another pound, another pound, another pound, it, it, it almost gets me giddy to see that it works, right? Just to see like, oh, this actually works. I spent so many years thinking it probably doesn't work or you have to kill yourself to lose any amount of meaningful weight. And it just hasn't been true. I'm not even really following uh, a specific diet where you don't eat certain foods and it's still working. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. So last year, I decided I'm going to get more fit. Uh, I didn't begin with any form of diet restriction whatsoever. I decided, okay, five, six days a week, I'm going to work out uh, 30 to 45 minutes a day, just in my office. I think I'm aware enough that I'm not going to make it with a wife and kid and a full-time job. I'm not going to be able to make it and travel to a gym six days a week. It's just not the way my life is set up. But I can find... 40 minutes a day, either at the end of my workday or after my daughter goes to sleep, where I can run up here, lay down on a pad, do push-ups and crunches and curls and, and all forms of, of uh, training. So I did this from uh, fairly religiously, from, from last July until about April of this year. And in that point, I went from 173 down to about like 162. So I did lose 10 pounds, but that was a long stretch. Uh, not complaining at all, but it took a long time to lose that weight. And again, remember, I wasn't restricting my diet at all. I was thinking to myself, well, I don't, you know what, I don't really consume sweets that much, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more. I thought to myself, "I'm I'm not snacking, I'm not eating Doritos all the time, I'm not grabbing candy all the time, so the food I eat probably isn't the problem. In parentheses, yes, it was. But at the time, I was thinking, "Eh, it's probably not a problem. So if I just do some extra workout on top of that, this weight is going to drop off. And it did drop off, but very, very slowly. We're talking, you know, when you add it up, maybe a quarter of a pound weight loss per week, which is too slow for my taste. Now, in terms of the workout I was doing, there's nothing special. I haven't researched it. I don't have a trainer telling me. I was just doing the, the first things, honestly, that would come to my mind. So I bought a a mat. Of course, you want to have this if you're doing a workout at home. uh, I would do things like planks. So I would start by doing a five-minute plank. You will wear out very quickly, stop for 10 or 15 seconds, then get back on it, try to finish your five minutes, do uh, lots and lots of crunches, do side planks, lunges, burpees. You can look at all of this stuff. Just create some kind of uh, workout plan and and generally my rule nothing nothing scientific. If it was killing me, if it was really wearing me out, then it's probably something good for me. Anyhow, if we fast forward to about April or May this year, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to track my calories to see how much I'm actually consuming because I am losing weight, but it's taking a long time to get to my target, which was 150, by the way, and that's why I'm recording this today. Um, yeah, I'm going to track my calories and figure out. Maybe, maybe I'm consuming way more than I think I am. And it turned out the answer is yes, you're consuming way more sugar than you think you are. Just because you're not having a chocolate bar every day doesn't mean you're not being inundated with sugar. As it turns out, uh, especially in the U.S., everything has sugar in it. Like, if you go to the market, all of those aisles in between, this is why often you'll, you'll get advice to only shop the edges of the market. Because once you go to the aisles in between, everything is full of sugar. And everything has far more calories than you actually think it does because you don't read the wrapping enough. Or you do read the wrapping, but you don't see, oh, well, 120 calories in this. But if you go up here, there's actually three servings in this packet. And you're eating the whole packet. So you actually had three times as much as you thought you were. So it's been a very interesting thing. And to be frank, um, I I always thought of calorie tracking... um, not to be sexist, but I, I always thought of it as somewhat more of a, a feminine thing. You know, it's it's maybe not the, <laughs> it's maybe not the manliest thing in the world to track your calories, uh, but but get out of your head. You don't even have to tell anyone you're doing it. Um, if you're a guy, it's not an issue to begin with, right? It's just a, a stupid social thing. But yeah, you don't even have to tell anyone. You download any app on your phone. I use one called It on the iPhone. It's free. You can track everything. There's a huge database full of foods. That was always my worry. It's like, well, you make some food, but you don't know how many calories are in it, or you go out to eat, and you, you order something. Well, how many calories are in that? It's just going to be a bogus representation of your your daily intake. And actually, you can get a pretty good average. It's never going to be exact, but for anything you might order out, There are a thousand different people who have either looked it up or tracked it in the database. So usually what I will do, like the other day, I went to like this New York bagel company. Yeah, I'm eating bagels and somehow was still able to lose weight. Uh, We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, like how many calories are in a New York bagel? And it depends on how much cream cheese you put on it. And did you have anything on the side? You can basically find an average of all the people who ordered something similar. And usually my system is go for the top one. You know, you're not here to cheat. You're not here to make the number as low as possible. You're here to be as honest as possible. So in those cases where I don't know exactly what the number is, I'm going to go for the highest possible number. And then in other areas, if you go to their website, you can almost calculate to the T how many calories it is. Like uh, Chipotle is ubiquitous, right? Uh, You can go to their website, pick exactly what you want, exactly the toppings, every single ingredient, and it will give you a number that you can put in there. This does not take a lot of time. Total, we're talking maybe five to seven minutes I spend a day filling these out. And the key is here, do not wait until the end of the day to fill it out. Do it after every meal. And the reason for this is because whatever number you end up with is going to influence what you eat the next meal or whether or not you have a snack or something like that. So you need to keep this number in your head at all times. So when you download an app like this, they will ask you for your height and your sex, what you currently weigh, what you want to weigh, and it will determine a daily calorie threshold. In my case, I wanted to get to 150. It calculated like 1,715 calories I can have per day. And if I stick to that, according to this app, I would lose a pound or a little bit more per week. And the most amazing thing to me in the last several months is, yeah, it worked. I could eat anything I wanted, as long as I kept the calories to that number or below, and it would work. I've had, like, in the last week, I lost a pound. I just told you the other day I had a bagel and an omelet over the weekend. I've had pizza. It's been kind of a bad week. My wife is about 38 weeks pregnant, so we're not eating the most healthy food because she just wants carbs for some reason this last week. But that's okay. Uh, The amazing, the the eye-opening thing to me is... You can have those things, and as long as you limit it and you account for the number of calories you can have that day, you will lose weight. It's it's it, at least from my experiences, I know this stuff is way more complicated, but from my experiences, the eye-opening thing has been there there's I don't have to follow some specific diet where you only eat. Like a carnivore, or you you remove all bread, or you only eat vegan. I eat anything I want while keeping an eye on my daily threshold. And often, what happens is, let's say for um, let's say for dinner, we're going to get pizza, which is really high in calories, right? You're probably going to have anywhere from a thousand to fourteen hundred calories, depending upon how much you eat. So, if you're going to do that for dinner one Friday night, you have to consider, okay, well, that leaves only about. Four hundred calories left for the day before I go into the red, before I go over my threshold. So you have to factor that in. Well, for breakfast we're not having some some big breakfast here. Maybe instead you'll have um, a couple of scrambled eggs, or maybe you'll have a handful of nuts, like a fourth of a cup of walnuts and, and almonds, or maybe um, a couple egg whites. Things like that with a cup of coffee. Trust me, you get used to it. We'll bring you down to about a hundred and hundred and fifty calories for breakfast. Then for lunch. You have a few hundred calories, yeah, you know what? You're going to have pizza that night, so you probably should have a salad. And be careful with the salads, too, because often when you go out, you're ordering a salad thinking you're getting the healthy item, but in so many cases, there are more calories in the salad than there are in the burger. It's kind of shocking. And this is another area where it's really useful to track your calories because you can can look it up and see, oh my gosh, this has 1,200 calories and I thought I was being healthy here. But yeah, I mean this has been the system I've been using for the last two months. And, and and in those last two months, I've seriously just been shocked how much the weight has dropped off. To the to the tune of on the low end, one pound a week, to the higher end, two pounds a week. I've been losing for the last two months. For example, in early June, late May, I weighed about 160. Today, I weigh 150. So that's 10 pounds in a month to a month and a half, which is shocking to me. And again, the, the big, I want to drill this home. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm talking about here. I'm, ju- I'm just telling you how it worked out for me. As long as I took every other piece of advice out, threw it out the window, and focused on a basic calorie threshold, it has worked flawlessly. There's never been a week where I followed the, the plan, but my weight didn't change or I gained weight. There's never been a week where that's happened. Every single time, what it says I will lose, I lose, or sometimes even a little bit more than that. So generally, what I've found from doing this, because the 1,700 calories um, for women, it's going to be less, but for men, I think you'd be shocked how little that is, but also shocked by how much that is at the same time. You're not starving yourself on 1,700 calories once you get down to like 11 or 1200 calories, if you're seriously, if you're, you're significantly overweight and you want to, you want to get it off quickly, you notice it, right? You're hungry a lot. I've had a handful of days where I, where I limited myself, which is hard. 1700 calories a day is not hard, but what I have found is you can have one meal a day where more or less you can have anything you want if you want, you know, quote-unquote bad foods like a a burger or a pizza or anything like that, you can have one per day. Now, generally, I find that that one per day is going to be pretty high in calories, around 1,200 calories. You know, like if you get a burger and fries it adds up. And then if you add ketchup to the fries, it adds up even more. If you add mayo, you know, some people mix up the ketchup and the mayo. That adds so many calories you don't even realize it. So a quick thing you can do there is just swap those out for mustard. Mustard will be far less penalizing uh, when you record it later. Or little things you can do is like take off half the bread, right? So you're eating an open-faced burger. Little things like that uh, do to make a difference. But either way, about one meal per day, just whatever you want, but then record it. And if that meal is going to be a dinner, you have to pre-plan that and pre-record it because, again, it's going to affect the rest of your day. If you're, again, having 1,200 calories for uh, dinner or breakfast, which I often do in the morning, I will go out to breakfast with my wife, and you wouldn't believe it. But if you get like an omelet and you get some toast and you put jelly on the toast and you have a side of fruit or a side of home fries... You add that up and it comes to like 1,200 calories, which is a, a massive number for breakfast. And so many people, we all do it. And if you're not recording these numbers, you get to lunch, you know, maybe you make something at home or let's just get a sub. Maybe you even get a healthy sub. Maybe you get it in a wrap or something. It's still six or 700 calories, which means immediately by lunch, you're over your limit and you haven't even had dinner. You're going to finish up work, and you're going to be kind of hungry, so you might grab a snack out of the pantry. Uh, some some people drink their calories. Maybe you have a beer. And before you know it, you thought you were fairly healthy that day. You know, you didn't have a candy bar at any point, but you went massively over your limit. This is a huge benefit to tracking it. Just be as nerdy as you can about it. Figure out the numbers and stick to them. So if you have that 1,200-calorie breakfast, all right, that was really good, fine. But for lunch and dinner, you're going to have to be really sparing, which means one of those meals, just do just do like a basic salad, a boring, keep us alive salad, right? A spinach salad. Be careful with your dressing, by the way. And then for dinner, you know, you probably have about 300 calories. That's not much either. But you know what? You have to abide by that if you want that huge breakfast. It's just the rules. Like, do you want to lose weight? or not? And if the answer is yes, then you have to honor this program. And if you don't want to end up in a situation where by dinner you really have to be fairly light, then then you can't have that massive breakfast. Then you need to cut that breakfast in half. Maybe you don't have toast. Maybe you just have your omelet there and a small side of fruit. That's going to free up 500 calories or so, which you can throw over to dinner, right? It's just basic math I've been doing for the last couple of months, and it works amazingly well. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to hear somebody telling you the secret about how if you limit your carbs to this, or you only eat protein here, or you remove this, or you only do, like, it's too complicated. But if if I just look at basic math, and by the way, you, you can limit your calorie intake using nothing but candy, right? So I can eat 1,700 calories worth of candy, and I don't know how that plays out, but it's not going to be. It, just because you're focusing on calories doesn't mean you're being healthy, right so th- that's a separate conversation. Uh, in my case, I'm only focused on the number of calories I can have per day if you if you want to try this out, I would love to hear if it works and it only works by the way, if you honor it and do not cheat. I, I see people cheating all the time when when I uh, when I look up something I ate and I see what people record as the calories and I know there's no chance in hell that they had that few calories for this item here. but what they do is, You don't want to see your daily threshold go into the red, which means you ate more than you were allotted that day. So the temptation to fudge and say, "Eh, well, let's just do a half portion there. And that will cut the calories for that meal in half. And it keeps you in the green and it keeps you feeling good. You have to like this only works if you are as honest as possible. So in those situations, again, when you're not sure, go on the high end. In best case scenario, you consumed way fewer calories that day than you thought you did. But it only works if you honor the system. And again, if it makes you feel better, that one meal a day, you can more or less have whatever you want. If you are craving pizza for lunch, go get pizza for lunch, record it, and then calculate what your dinner is going to be, which means you have two different plans. One, kind of a a distributed thing where if you have 1,700 calories, well, maybe 300 calories for breakfast, maybe 700 calories for lunch, and 700 calories for dinner. Easily manageable, right? Just focus on that breakfast. Don't go too crazy on breakfast. If you go through a drive-thru and then you get an orange juice or something, you'd be shocked how quickly you go up. So keep that in check. Most days I'm having a couple scrambled eggs, maybe egg whites if you really I don't think there's anything wrong with the yolks, but if you're really focused on calories, you can do egg whites to bring that down. Or again, sometimes I'll have like a fourth of a cup of, of almonds and, and walnuts, and then a cup of coffee, and that's it. You keep that number low. I've heard other people say um, breakfast should be your biggest meal of the day, right? We, we've all heard that. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I have no reason to assume that's not true. I'm just saying if, if we follow basic math here, well, if you have a big breakfast— Then when you consider lunch and dinner, the likelihood that you're going to go over, you know, at the end of the day, you're tired from work, you want a nice dinner, the likelihood you're going to go over your calorie threshold is very, very high when you have those big breakfasts. So at least in my case, I try to limit them sometimes to only the weekend. But yeah, if you can distribute it evenly, it's very, very simple to honor this. But also it's nice, uh, like I said, uh, to have that one meal a day where you just go to town. Whatever you are craving, you take care of it, and then the other two meals of the day, you make up for it. And those two things have, have taken me from 173 down to 150 in one year. And again, we're, we've only really talked about the specifics of how uh, I got the weight off, but the the way I feel, especially in this last month where things have really come off, It's amazing. And I've gotten into this mindset where I'm never going back. Like, I'm never going to allow myself to not follow a system like this. I'm 33 right now. I have a second child on the way, literally in one week from the time of this recording. And it has been nice to do uh, a sort of reset. You know, when I was uh, first year in college, I probably weighed around 150. And through that decade, it's amazing. Uh, just getting older and not thinking about things as much, uh, and stress and life uh, altogether—that weight can climb up. In my case, it climbed 20 to 25 pounds, and it has been nice in my early 30s to just do a reset and go right back there. Time for baby number two, where I'm sure it's going to be even, even harder. But yeah, if maybe if you're in a similar boat where you have you know 15, 20, 30 pounds, and you'd like to get rid of it, try taking this basic programmery approach where you just focused on the numbers here. You're not reading some diet book with a person with an eight pack posing for you, telling you what to do. And this, this very detailed nutrition guide of what you can have this morning. And for this, just use a basic math approach for a few months, track everything, keep yourself within that threshold. And then I would seriously be shocked if in three months you don't notice a massive difference. And generally uh, in closing i've read many times that's kind of the rule when you are trying to get fit and you're on a diet i don't even think of this as a diet i just think of it as this is what i eat now but anyways when when you're trying to get fit they say within three months you will you will notice visible differences about your body around six months your loved ones so your family members and your children and your spouse will notice differences and then usually within a year those around you, like your your friends and the people you see at work, will begin commenting that you look different and more healthy. So that's something to keep in mind. But anyways, uh, yeah, a little bit different of a topic for today, uh, programming and fitness and health. It's something to think about. Give it a shot. Uh, let me know how it's going for you, if you have any tips, because I'm not speaking from an area of authority here whatsoever. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, So take everything I've said with a grain of salt. But amazingly, and shockingly, every week I check, and it it works. It, it's amazing. I'm so happy. So this has been the Laircast Snippet. I'll see you next time.